back in. Today is a great episode on growth versus fixed mindset. And I know this is a topic that hopefully is being more and more talked about, the importance of the process and using mistakes to get better as opposed to mistakes are final. And Jimmy, you know, we're going to dive into this with some things that you've talked about to me before and even mentioned to Rhea about some things that you personally have struggled with with a fixed mindset and growth mindset. So go ahead, let's get right into it and, and uh, dive into some growth mindset. Yeah, and I think for me, it's like, you know, reading the book, Carol Black, like mindset, when she got into that, it started making me realize more like I grew up with my dad. I love my dad and my great relationship, but he was a coach and he coached me. And I felt like it never was enough. Like it was like I might have performance or something always that I could have done differently. Even my sisters felt this way at times. And it caused me to almost be like I had to be perfect. And for me, as I got to the point where I was afraid maybe to go after certain things, I was, I was afraid to make mistakes. I wanted to be looked a certain way, right? And I felt like I've lost opportunities by that. And more of this self-awareness to understand like, no, this you can't have this growth mindset. And you can learn, grow, and get better with these experiences. So to me, it's like, Rhea, when you think about that, like if you're my dad or say a parent or people out there that are causing kids to have this like fixed mindset to where they have to be perfect, they have to look a certain way. What do you see parents that are there, what are they doing that they need to be more aware of that's yeah. putting this pressure on the kids to be perfect and have a fixed mindset? Yeah, great. Uh, just one little thing that I want to just throw out there. For those of you who may not know, when somebody says they have a fixed mindset, what they're saying is, is that they view their intelligence, their skills, their traits as fixed, meaning that it can't be improved, as opposed to a growth mindset that with practice, it can be improved, right? So, you know, parents, as you just mentioned, can inadvertently create a fixed mindset by their words, their actions, their attitudes towards their child's performance. So, Here's some things that parents do, and we want to just you know, put our ego to the side and notice, are, are we doing any of these things? For example, are we praising our children's talent instead of their effort, right? So whenever we do that, uh, we praise talent, like, oh my God, you're so gifted at this. You're just gifted at baseball or basketball. You're so good at it. Um, it sends the message that success is based on innate ability rather than hard work and effort. Right. So we want to make sure that they don't the child does not feel that this is predetermined or unchangeable. So what do we do? As Carol Dweck says, you only praise the effort. Hey, I can see that you're really working on that. Uh, you know, great job. I see that you've been um, focusing on you know how you hold a ball or your dribble, things like that. The next one is a parent's predilection to focus only on winning. So if you're putting too much emphasis on winning and losing, hey, you won the game. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh, you won. High five. It can create a fixed mindset because the athlete starts feeling or you start feeling I'm only worthy. I'm only good. I'm only valuable if I win, which can cause us to be risk averse and start avoiding challenges or go just, you know, I'm out. I don't want to, I want to do this anymore because the pressure is too much. So you don't want to focus on winning. Uh the third thing that parents may do is they start to criticize uh, any mistakes that are made. So this is where, um, this is where, you know, if, if you're critical, the child's not going to feel good and they're going to feel that there's something wrong with them and they're going to start to doubt their ability. So you don't want to focus on the mistakes. You want to look for what is the thing that the child is doing that is better than the last time. And there's always something. 
even if they went up and they held the ball for that five seconds, they held it well in a good stance when they threw the shot. That's what you focus on. The next thing, and this is such a big one, especially with families that have multiple kids, is comparing your child to others. You never, it is the cardinal rule of parenting. It isn't, it isn't written somewhere, but I think it is a cardinal rule of parenting. You do not compare your child with any other athlete. Why can't you be more like Jimmy? Why can't you do a bit more like Jason? You do not compare your child with, you know, Jessica got her homework done. You just never do the comparison. It creates animosity between the children. And then the child goes, uh, starts getting into that fixed mindset. Like, you know, I'm stuck here. I'm just not good. I And, and they don't want to try anymore. And then the last one is if a parent is not allowing for failure. We live in a world, we live in a culture that that uh, prioritizes success. Success, good. Failure, bad. So this is something that we did at our dinner table. We would ask, instead of what was great about your day, how did you conquer the day? We would We would talk about that, but we'd also talk about what's something that you tried at that you didn't do well at, or you took a chance at, or you felt you failed at. Like, I didn't, I, I did, I, I'm not afraid to use the word failure in that context. And then now we celebrate the fact that you put yourself out there and you tried something different. And all of us would celebrate that because all of us had one to share. It's not just the kids. And that also keeps me on my toes to keep trying things. And that helps me take perspective. If my kids are putting themselves out there, where am I, where am I, or where am I not putting myself out there so that I have a chance to grow and develop um, and get better? You know, even uh, so my son's in kindergarten, they have like green dots and red dots, right, that they get from. And at first, you know, whenever you, you're learning as a parent, you're like, oh, red dots, like, oh, man, like, what happened? Like, what'd you do? Like, you know, and then my wife and I like, what if we turned around our, how we said it and said, hey, you know what? Red dot. Oh, what did you learn today? It looks like, you you know, you were doing something that uh, maybe that was, I don't know, quote unquote, unacceptable. Right. But is there something you learned from it? And, it, and then we just kind of flipped the narrative and how we said things and how we approached red dots and from green dots. And what he was, I think what my son realized was like, you know what? I'm not going to be perfect. That's okay. But when I make a mistake, what's the learning situation here? What can I do to get better to, to instill that growth mindset? And that's one example. But I think it's important again to, number one, watch what happens whenever your kid does make a mistake, check yourself first, right? How do you react whenever something your kid does that goes wrong? Do you feel anxious, uptight, want to correct it right away? Or do you ask them like, hey, what did you learn in that situation? How did you get better? I think those are some keys that I know I learned from, from myself as a parent. And what I've tried to do better at is just allowing it to be as it is. It's okay. And what are the things that we can take away to help us all get better? Well, one of the things that I see with that is what you're helping your child do is learning to love the process, right? As opposed to just the end result. Because as we know at this age in our life, that it's only process, right? Everything is about, you know, if we get too egoically tied to the win or to the accomplishment, that lasts for five seconds. That feeling of, I rock, five seconds. And then the world is whispering, what else you got? What else you got? So, the way that we don't kind of constantly live in that cycle is we learn to love that process and recognize that there's a process. There's a couple other things, though, that because we talked about what parents, what parents can do. But I think that for us as humans and certainly for kids is um, teach your kids to be thankful for uh, feedback, like to ask for feedback and to be grateful for feedback. Because if the kids have this feeling towards feedback, 
namely because you might have feelings about feedback. Like if your partner or your friend or your children give you feedback and you kind of get a bit defensive, well, chances are your kids are going to feel that as well. So if you create a feedback culture in your family life and in yourself, then by osmosis, your kids are going to pick up on that and they're going to be more apt to ask for feedback. And they start seeing feedback just as criticism. But hey, come on, I'm jonesing for it. How can I grow? What can I do to get better? So I think that's a really big one. And then also um, to, you know, uh, that, that life is about embracing challenges. And I think the way you teach that is by embracing challenges and then making that transparent to your children. So there's so many challenges that you guys take on in a day that we take on something where you felt a moment of terror. Don't hoard that information. That's great dinner time and bedtime fodder to talk about of where you felt terrified and yet live to tell the tale. That's a great one. You know, in sports, we get into when kids are maybe, you know, trying on a new sport or maybe they're challenged, their skill sets are going to another level and maybe the drills become more difficult and they're struggling, right? Or they maybe tweak and change some of their mechanics, maybe it's shooting in basketball and they sometimes get worse before they get better. And Carol Dweck talked about the not yet, right? Instead mm-hmm. of that aspect of like, kids, I can't do this. I can't, I can't, like I can't so naughty work, right? And it's more of, you know, it's just not yet. You're not able to do it yet. Yeah, and I love that. Speak to that on like how we can get kids to understand. It's like, no, it's not like we're not focused on where you're at right now. And it's not that outcome. It's a process that you're going to get there and you will get there eventually through some effort, right? Practice. And we talked about you're going to continue to grow, right? It's that's growth mindset, not the fixed mindset. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Forgot about the not yet, but that's so important. Well, I think was that, it was even that some that you did day. as a as a coach and as a teacher and stuff like that with your kids, like even at home, like not yet. Like mm-hmm. you, you talk about that. Yeah, I mean, there was a school in Chicago that said like they even got rid of like the F as a letter grade and just said, you know, approaching or getting better or you know, and, and they yeah. took out even like the that that F. Because I remember, and then even they even switched the pen color to green as opposed to red to green yes. because of the color, right? Or the, the factor of that. And so there's little things you can do and say they did a plus five as opposed to a minus 25, right? So again, it's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you got five out of 30, right? But let's focus on the five you did get, right? And then maybe next week, next time you get 10 or 15 or whatever. And I think that's, as a teacher, I've done that with phys ed class where maybe a kid can do one push-up. And then they used to say the standards of like, hey, 12-year-olds got to do like, I don't know, 10. I'm just making up a number like 10 push-ups. I was like, but now what I do is I agree. I'm like, hey, you did one this time. Let's see if you can do two this time. And then I celebrate, like, did you grow? Did you get better? Reinforcing that piece of, like, it doesn't matter what somebody else is doing or what a quote-unquote standard says you should do. What matters is that you got better and that you grew and that you got stronger, not necessarily for somebody else's standards that get pressed upon you, which I feel like happens a lot in society in general. Yeah, that's you, – you nailed it there, Jason. Um I think that a lot of that's also rooted in the helping the child learn how to pay attention to their thoughts and their words, right? Because we all know that our thoughts create feelings, our words create an outcome, and our words become worlds. So when the child is saying, I can't, as you guys mentioned before, or um, that's just the way I am, or, you know, I suck at this, 
how can we in different areas of their life and all holistically in their, their life, have them start becoming aware of the words that they use and that the, the thoughts that they're putting in their head. And I'll, how do you do that? Because a thought, we might feel like thoughts just come in. I can't help it. Yeah, you can help it slowly over time by just slowing your mind down and going, what do I, what am I thinking right now? What am I feeling about this? What do I feel about me in this moment? Just that little thing alone. I can't tell you how many things shift in my life as a grown woman, just by slowing my mind down instead of going ah, to what am I feeling this moment? What do I want in this moment? What am I thinking about myself in this moment? What am I thinking about the other person in that moment? Then I'm able to gather my thoughts and go, oh, and then I now can t choose because I'm calm, a better thought instead of a disempowering one. So that idea of slowing down is a precursor uh, or self-regulation is a precursor to being able to um, follow our thoughts and therefore our feelings. But great work, great, great work that we can all do with ourselves and our kids. Yeah. And, you know, uh, as we wrap up today, growth mindset is also a process, right? So even if you feel like you have a fixed mindset, like how yeah. can you become a little bit more of a growth mindset? Just to get one, like Jim talked about multiple times, get 1% better today. Then you have that compound interest effect of like, man, I used to have a fixed mindset, but now I've been able to switch it, transform it in their growth mindset by applying growth mindset principles. So, you know, it's even though so you, have, you may have a fixed mindset, you can still transition that into the growth mindset by focusing on how did I get a little bit better today? So, so again, great, great episode. Um, look forward to having another one here shortly. I thank you all again for diving into this such important topic for not only kids, but adults and parents as well. Oh,